0: So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. I want you to imagine for a moment during Pride Month, happy Pride everybody, that you've been bullied, that you've been hurt that you've been taunted and teased and taken through the ringers just because you happen to be LGBTQ. And I know I'm speaking right to the heart of many of you who listen to this podcast, but what if you had a mama who said, enough is enough is enough. And she took a stand and she decided she was gonna fully support you in your journey. Well, we're talking to one of those mamas today and happy pride, everybody. And we felt like this would be a great subject to like help us all remember where we came from and who supported us, and sometimes who didn't support us. Because regardless of who you are, you're a beautiful butterfly coming out to be exactly who you're meant to be. And my guest today is Heather Hester. She is the founder of Chrysalis Mama, and she is so much fun. I've been on her podcast, and she has another one about being just breathing parenting lgbtq students we're both podcasters i can't wait to just talk we've been actually we've been chatting so much before this thing started getting recorded we're almost going to run out of time but i love what she's doing in the world the impact she's having the things that she's done to support her own son and actually to support her own self and other parents that are going through this journey so heather welcome
1: Thank welcome, you, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Oh we're my we're just gosh. continuing
0: I, what we did, like well, just a few minutes ago, but even right. from the podcast up, you had me on. Um, but I'm so excited, and here we are, Pride Month, reaching out, telling everybody, Happy Pride, be who you are, all that good stuff. But um,
1: happy Pride, it, this is yes. awesome. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Did you ever think when your son was born, though, that you'd be having these kind of conversations?
1: No, Mm-mm. not even for a second now.
0: Yep. I get it. I mean, when my kids were born, well, first of all, I was still in the closet. I was still married. And then when I came out of the closet, I was like, okay, of course, you know, I had some, some people in my world saying, oh, you're going to, you're going to turn your daughter's gay. I'm like, really? <laughs> I don't think that's exactly the way it works. It's not but
1: contagious.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. not. There is no magic wand mm-hmm. that we, all us LGBTQ folk carry on going, oh, poof. <laughs> because we would not go poof unless you really fit with us. So we're just saying that too. That's but right. <laughs> but um, that as it's starting exactly. to unfold for you and your son, um, what was like just your own like personal thoughts? Were you like, oh, I screwed up. Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And we, we can get into the whole story, but As a parent, I know there's sometimes we get in our heads about, I'm a total screw up here.
1: Oh, without a doubt. I for sure thought, oh my, what did I do wrong? That was one of my biggest thoughts that now I just kick myself for. Um, But it's kind of like, you know, when we asked Connor, if he was sure, you know, it's in that Mm -hmm. line of questioning where you're like, later you're like, are you sure? (laughs) I can't (laughs) believe I asked that. Um, I can because
0: every parent does.
1: Well, I think it's such a knee-jerk reaction, Mm -hmm. right? I think especially when you're surprised by it. Now, if you knew for years, if you were just waiting for your child to come out, then of course, you're not going to ask that. But if it's a shock, then you're like, whoa. I love the parents
0: who go, have you thought about this? Oh, no, not at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I haven't been sleepless nights thinking about this at all. No, just popped in my head this morning.
1: Just thought I'd, you know, today... Seemed like a good hey, day. To I will say be, it.
0: I will be gay or lesbian they, or trans or whatever it is. Right? Exactly.
1: Yes. So yes, I did for sure. Um, for, for quite some time until I began to be able to find some, you know, really good education. Um, I thought, okay, I did something wrong. What did I do? Mm-hmm. And, and I also thought like, why didn't he come to me sooner? Because the more right. that he shared with me and shared that he had known for three years before he told me, I was like, oh my gosh, why, Mm -hmm. why didn't he share with me sooner? Right. Because we do, and you and I talked about this in our, in our podcast on my, for my podcast, um, that we make it about us, right? Like, why Mm -hmm. didn't he tell me, why didn't he talk to me when really it, it, to some extent, it does have a little bit to do with us, but really it doesn't. I mean, this is their journey and their struggle. And so,
0: But it's interesting because, you know, your, your brand is chrysalis mama Mm -hmm. and yet I love it for so many reasons, but it is this interesting thing, how most LGBTQ individuals, I cocooned for 19 years. And then I actually went back into the cocoon and went for another, whatever, 19 to 36. So before that, that chrysalis finally like said, okay, I, I have to do this. I have to be myself. And I think that's a really beautiful metaphor for many people listening to this may still be going. And I know there's people who listen to this podcast who still are not out. I mean, I get a ton of listeners who are like, I'm just coming to like, hear these stories. I want to assure you it's okay to be in your cocoon. It's totally cool because this is where you're figuring it out. Mm -hmm. You're trying to understand yourself. You're trying Mm -hmm. to feel into, is this me or is this not me? If it is me, how do I want to show up? And then, you know, you start getting messages from the gay community sandbox, and I love my community, but sometimes they can get really like, oh, well, here's how you do gay. This is how you're supposed to show up. But then in your son's case, there was like other stuff that, you know, he had to contend with. So how old was he when he finally like started like having these conversations with you?
1: He was uh, 16.
0: Oof. Oof, Yes,
1: 16. He was a sophomore. Oh my gosh. He was a sophomore in high school. And, and, you know, when I backed it up and I realized oh he said, I've known since seventh grade, he'd known since seventh grade. And it oh. first came to him as I feel different. You know, that that's kind of was his first, like a lot of this isn't matching up. I feel kind of different than these kids that I've known my whole life. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, my whole school life and, and then started, you know, of course it's like it runs right with puberty, right? right? So it's just as time went on, he realized, huh, mm. this is what it is, and then, oh crap, this is what it is, right? Right, right. And um, so, and and then even once he came a- out, as you know, it it. There, I mean, that was just the beginning of the Mm -hmm. journey. And this is a big misnomer, I think too, or misconception I should say is that, you know, he was like, okay, I'm out, right, done, check, right? Right. Where really that was just the beginning, right? Right. So there's a whole journey while you're in that cocoon and don't rush it. I mean, that is definitely a message that I, you know, think that that's what you're trying to say too, is absolutely don't rush that process but then once you kind of get yourself out of that cocoon and your wings are drying and you're figuring mm-hmm. it out that's the that's the beginning of a whole journey that's your whole life like this isn't right. a there's no end point
0: but there's also the journey that he went through prior to all of that too and this duality of who he was and i can oh. i relate to this in so many ways because the duality once i decided to like okay And now I say, step back into the closet at the time that I did it. I didn't see it that way. I'm like, okay, I'm just, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to live the life that I'm supposed to be living. And, and I know for me, and I'm being honest here as a, as a quote, Leo, whether you all believe in the star signs or not, I know that what they say about Leo is, yeah, we kind of, we kind of want the spotlight. We want to be, you know, the person that's like adored and everything, and so as soon as I said, okay, no, I'm not that the adoration, everything started coming out. Oh, he's our, you know, he's our first son. He's a great guy, all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And as long as that quote unquote fed me, I could hide in the closet, but I never really did stay in the closet. I mean, even from age nine, well, I didn't really act on any of this until I graduated from college. I mean, I remember going and sitting outside of gay bars when I was in college, I wouldn't go in because I was petrified. I was petrified. And it wasn't until I got out of college that I actually had my first like sexual experience. And it was very down low. It was in New Mexico, in a bookstore, that whole thing. And I'm like, okay, cool, done. And suddenly that duality started to set in. It's like, oh, I can do this and then i can be this and i do this and i be this
1: yeah
0: and i was kind of an asshole i'm just going to put it right out there <laughs> because my mother suffered from depression and my ex-wife suffered from it as well and after the fact that you know we got divorced i was like really a jerk about this <clears throat> until i realized this duality thing that i was going through is the reason I felt the way I did. And then I'm like, okay, I guess I do suffer from depression too. And I feel really blessed that I have navigated pretty, pretty much past it at this point every once in a while, but in that space and time for your son, that duality started to impact that sort of side of his life too. Right.
1: It did for sure. For sure. And it is interesting. I was thinking about that as I was Kind of mentally preparing for this interview today and thinking, you know, um, you would think that, okay, he came out great, woo, mm. you know, because we, we were supportive. We were shocked, right. but we were right. supportive. There wasn't, he didn't run up against any um, resistance when it came to his, you know, the, our family, as far as his mom and dad and siblings. Right. So the fact that he then had, he did go into this time of incredible duality, right. Mm -hmm. Where, what he was showing us and what was really going on, you know, kind of started out in one place and just got, I mean, the places he went Mm. were so dark and then so dangerous that, you know, thank goodness we, I figured it out when I did. Um, And uh, because, you know, he was, he was into some pretty, life-threatening stuff. Um, and quickly, like it happened Mm -hmm. so fast. But it all circled back to that that self-loathing, right? Which is connected to, you know, he does deal with depression. He deals with anxiety. It is genetic. I -hmm. deal with that. That is, Mm -hmm. you know, something that I deal with. And um, and so it's learning how to manage that. Right. And so that was just one piece of all of this was. Let's, let's look at the mental health piece. But then there was, you know, all these, there were all these other pieces that were connected to it as well. So, but um, there
0: are all these other pieces that are connected to it. And for parents, if there's any parents listening, one of the things that I know, having kind of gone through this with my own kids, um, because they both have explored their sexuality and kind of, I freaked out when I figured this out. And it was weird to watch myself freak out about this because it had nothing to do with me. Number one. And first of all, I'm like, after I think about it, it's like, what the hell are you thinking? Rick, you're a gay man. Why are you freaking out? But it was because my parents had said, you're going to ruin your daughters. You're going to, right. And then when I started realizing, wait, if I'm suffering from depression, there's a pretty good chance. And then, you know, there's some other stuff on the other side of the family um, from my wife's side of the family. I got really, real, real quick about this. I'm like, I can't be that right. Guy. Because if mm-hmm. I react this way, even though I did, I went my first article in Huffington post, most listeners who have listened for any length of time know <laughs> that I wrote that article about my daughter, my, my oldest daughter talking about dating a girl. And I flipped the I flipped out big time. And then I'm like, what a jerk. But also immediately, as soon as that happened, I got really depressed. Now, at the time, I didn't realize I was suffering from depression, but I like went into a really dark space, not self-harming space, but like really like I'm so I'm so, oh, maybe this is because I am gay. Uh, Everything I've been is like, blah, blah, blah. So I get that self-loathing piece. And it's not easy. And any parents who are listening, please, please, please know that. You did nothing wrong if your child comes out as LGBTQ+.
1: Oh, not at all. Mm. Not at all. Oh, my gosh. and, and I mean, fact, there is no
0: little mixing bowl of DNA that you go, okay, I'm going to stir it this way. And oh, poof, look what I created. It just, it is what it is.
1: It and is. It is.
0: And the fact,
1: yeah, it is. And the fact that they, you know, your child can come out to you, feels like they can come out to you, is actually, you know, quite to the contrary you did something very right that they feel right. like they can come out to you right so as yeah. much as it's it may feel and probably does feel overwhelming and confusing and scary there are really awesome pieces in all of that that it's important to take hold of because it this is a journey and it can be messy and and that's that's just part of it you know raising teenagers is messy. I yep, mean, yep. right? Hello, so this being is just a, like a, being
0: an adult is messy. Just <laughs> right? just saying, I coach <laughs> exactly. I coach gay men in their forties. I'm like, girl, you're just messy. It's, it's messy. Like, it's all messy. All We're all day. messy, <laughs> right?
1: We are all messy, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that the sooner we just embrace that and are like, all right, you know what? Right. There's no like perfect formula, right? right? There's no thing, no such thing. I mean, I don't know about you know where where everybody lives, but I know you know where where I live. There's very much this like. You know, a lot of people walk around like they are dressed to the nines, always perfectly put together. Their children look perfect, right? Like yep. everything seems perfect. It's not, there's no such thing. That's a mirage. And so just the sooner we can like embrace that and be like, hmm, messy's good.
0: Right? Well, like the sooner this you is, embrace this is any part of this. life, you know, I, as yeah. I indicated, I, you know, I coached gay men and well, gay men, a lot, mostly gay men in their, Late thirties, forties on up, and one of the key things I'm like, okay, well, you you need to just own where you are at, just own it, yep. Because the minute you can own it, or you own the situation, and you know, I I've spoke at so many P flag um, events and with parents in P flag, and the hardest thing is to like see them in pain because as parents, all we want is the best for our kids, right? Right. But to also own, okay, right now you're in pain. And that's just right now. Right. But that doesn't mean you have to be there tomorrow or next week. And I'm not saying snap out of it, get over it. No, that's not what I'm saying. I and it was interesting because I had this conversation with somebody just in the last 24 hours, probably in my own head, but no, I did have this with somebody in the <laughs> last 24 hours. I do have lots of conversations in my own head, but um where we talked about this. It's just like, you're just here right now. Oh, I know it was, I actually had one of my um, gay men's chats and we got, we were talking about passion, purpose, all that sort of stuff. And we were talking about your purpose or your passion isn't like here, I found it and this is it. I'm done. No, it's what's your purpose or passion is right now. But I said, if I had said my purpose and passion was to be a, you know, VP of marketing for a software company and that was it, I wouldn't be here doing this right now because it isn't that thing. And I think for parents and even, you know, anybody who's on the verge of coming out and because it's pride month again, does not mean you have to be celebrating pride, like with the throngs, you can be selling the pride that, Hey, I'm having the thought of, I think I might be, I might be. Celebrate that piece that you're having that conversation with yourself, but none of this means it's like one and done. I would much rather somebody come into this space and go, I'm exploring and I'm not sure. Cool. Then let's explore.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: But I also want to bring in that mental health piece that I think this gets ignored way too much in, Mm -hmm. well, it gets, it gets spotlighted on all the wrong ways. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it gets ignored way too much, too. It gets spotlighted like, yeah, see, it's a a mental health condition that can be cured. No, it can't. No, you can't tell us not to say gay. It isn't going to go away. I don't care whatever you think, Florida, it isn't going to (laughs) happen. But um, I also find that in our communities and as parents, you've seen this firsthand yourself, that if we don't lean into, wait, is there something more here besides they're just struggling to accept themselves? If you don't pay attention to those signs, which is hard to see, I'm going to admit that, uh, having gone through a similar journey that you have um, with one of my own children, it's hard to see some of this sometimes. And then, like you said, suddenly there's a dual life. They they present really great on the front to you, and then there's this whole other thing going on behind the scenes.
1: Right, right. I think that um, you know, kind of to your point is to be two things, actually, just to be curious. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that I you know have learned over time and I teach and I talk about is yeah. just because that's a lot, it's a lot easier to be curious than it is to be like, Oh my gosh, I've got to change in 12 different ways. And I have right. to do this and I have to do this, right. Just to kind of approach it, whatever it is mm-hmm. with curiosity. And the second thing is, is, is this mental health piece, which is so big, um, and something that, you know, I have, I've been talking about since the beginning, which, and you're absolutely right. It is, it is spotlighted in all the the wrong ways. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we are making some, there is some movement and right. really just, I don't want to say normalizing it, but in, in talking about it, just in conversation. So realizing that, and especially with COVID, I mean, COVID did a number on everybody, Everybody. right? So if you didn't really struggle with anything before, you probably struggled with something, a little bit of something during Mm -hmm. COVID. Right. And so I think that's definitely put it at the forefront and made people more willing to be curious about it and to take that stigma away, which is, If you are struggling with depression, if you are struggling with anxiety, whatever it is, and those are two Mm -hmm. huge umbrellas, there's nothing wrong with you.
0: No, there's nothing wrong with you as a parent either. If suddenly you discover that this is taking you down that path.
1: Correct.
0: I mean, and and one of the things I've said to some of the parents that I have worked Mm -hmm. with, actually, I was working with a husband and wife, and it was one of the few times that I was actually coaching the wife instead of the husband coming out of the closet and they wanted to work together with me. And we, so we did sessions together, but then we did some sessions separately too, which was like, okay, this is kind of cool. I, I don't get to do that very often. I wish I could, I wish, right. I wish there was more openness to, okay, we see this is happening to us as a family. Now let's kind of work. Now some people will go do therapy, which I'm all for that too. But Correct. it was really interesting right. when I got in a session with him and I was like, can I ask you a question, man? Do you suffer from depression? He goes, I don't think so. I'm like, I'm just going to make a suggestion that maybe you talk to your doctor and kind of do kind of the depression test to see. And he was so excited the next time we got back together. Well, I should say, well, yeah, no, he was excited. He goes, Rick, you nailed it on the head. He goes, I didn't realize because I was, I was going through this thing that the life I had and, and, and they were, they're a great couple. I mean, I was like, y'all are like the poster child for doing this, right? I was like, my goodness. (laughs) I'm like, let's have you both on the podcast, you know, but I, to see him suddenly like, Hey, I, you know, he goes, I finally heard that piece that you always say, like, own your feelings, own what you're experiencing. And -hmm. he goes, and I realized because I was starting to like own it. First of all, some shifts started to happen, but he goes, I didn't realize how much I owned it. And it was going really, really deep within me. And I couldn't shake what I needed to quote unquote shake. And he goes, I'm glad I went and talked to my doctor. And then he goes, and then, you know, my doctor said, I think maybe he goes, I would like to have you, you know, explore this. And he goes, go see his therapist a couple of times. Let's kind of work through that whole thing. And it was night and day. And as parents, you know, in PFLAG, we always say when we're having these beautiful conversations with parents and there's always brand new parents that show up for the meetings. Just remember the day that your child comes out of the closet, you go into the closet because you don't know what to do with this. Right. You have no idea. So as you navigated through this, um, it was not just a, you and Connor, it was an entire family experience, right?
1: It absolutely was. It absolutely was. Um, and you know, one of the the things that I, I love to say when talking about this, probably because I talk more to, to my kids and then, you know, parents with, with kids is the whole name it to tame it. And I know mm. you and I talked about this, but yep. it's, you know, as soon as you can name, like, okay, my kid is, is struggling with depression. Okay. Well, now we, we can figure out a plan, right? Or, you know, I am really struggling with the fact that my kid is gay. Okay. Now we can talk about it. Let's, let's talk about that. And yep. it, it, and it kind of, you know, is married to the whole being curious piece mm. as well. Mm. Um, but yes, this was a, this was a family affair and it always, it always has been since, since day one and, and having, you know, Connor being the oldest and having three younger siblings who, you know, at the time when he came out, they were 13, 11 and nine. And, um, you know, it's one thing, uh, I mean, he came out and this was a very important thing was that he was able to come out to them when he was ready to. And, um, there were only a couple of occasions that we had to out him to family members because of the danger he was in and things that we were having to do. Otherwise it was very much on his timeline. So he did come out to all three siblings at at very different times, which was super cute. And, um, I will never ever forget for the rest of my life because I just wanted to burst into tears, but, um, he um, he did spend some time and, uh, he had was an intensive, um, therapeutic facility in California and, uh, for two months. And then he was at a therapeutic boarding school in Asheville, North Carolina for five months. And we had gone down there as a family to hang out with him for a week and my youngest. So he was 10 at the time. And that's when Connor came out to him and Connor was like, you know, Hey buddy, we, I need to tell you something. And. And, you know, tells him and, and Rowan was like, well, I think you might be the bravest person I've ever met. (laughs) It's like, I just sat, we were in this little tea shop in Asheville. And I thought, okay, this is awesome. Like, you know, this just like, it's sometimes as parents, we overcomplicate things. And that was such a, you know, it doesn't need to be complicated. And these, to these kids, these really aren't difficult conversations to have. We make it a lot more difficult, right. Um, because we project our fears and our life experience, whatever it is on them. Um, but yes, it has definitely been a family, a family affair and a family experience, which has made it that much more fun because Um, you know, over, over the past five years, we've all done some shifting and tons of learning and, um, where our relationships are now. Oh my gosh, hands down. I love it. And I mean, is it, yes, it's super messy and yes, my kids swear in front of me. I mean, which, you know, six years ago, I would have been like, absolutely not, you know? Right. And now I'm like, whatever, you're a teenager. Yeah. You know, like there are certain things where I'm like, in the whole scheme of things, so not a big deal, right? right. You know? <laughs> so, um, and I know that's such a weird example, but I just have to giggle about well, it. Well,
0: no, but it, but it is. It's like how much the sometimes it's the little things that shift that suddenly you look at and go, why am I so hung up on this? Right. versus okay is my kid gonna make it oh, I'd rather about, much be focused there than like sh- they just said fuck you okay so you said fuck me right yes I still was like well, okay you can say that in the household but do not do that out in public that you know right even though Please I don't it, say that in front of grandma yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> grandma turn your hearing aid off you, missed you didn't hear this right that's not what I said but um, it is, it's, and it's such an interesting shift to see as we grow through this. And even, you know, I've been thinking about this a little bit and I hate to even say this because they'll probably call this forth, but like my husband and I, you know, we've been together 21 years and our girls are, you know, 23 and going on 27. And um, our oldest one just really flew the coop by moving out of California to Seattle with her boyfriend. And I know at some point really soon, well, I'm not saying that really soon. At some point, there's a the probability of grandkids. And so that'll be a whole nother journey to navigate in and of itself. Right. But being there and being able to be with your kid and walk through them in those experiences and have the real conversations. And, you know, I, I know there will come a time where I'll be like, okay, so how do, you, how do you want us to explain this to your child that they've got two grandpas? not that right. it's uncommon to have two grandpas but they have two grandpas that live together and that sleep together how do you want us to go through this i know there won't be a big deal but i want to be respectful of that too you know Correct. and my kids are great they love us they, i mean they're like nobody's going to tell me about my gay dads you know just you know bite you if you just like you know go get over it but you know it's is it is these interesting navigations that as families we have to like kind of navigate things you know it
1: is true it is very true and you learn
0: so much about yourself that's that's what i've learned throughout the years i don't think i honestly heather i don't think either one of us could do these podcasts we do without having what we've learned as part of the, you know the uh, stuff we get to share i was going to use words like arsenal ammunition like no i don't want to use those words (laughs) those are not good words to use these days no um, no but but, but without having these as beautiful parts of the toolkit to say, hey, we hear you, we feel you, um,
1: right? We've and by been no there. Means,
0: well, yeah, but I don't. I feel like yes, I've been there, but I'm still there. I'm not done.
1: No. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Now. Well, and I think yeah. that's a very important thing too to share. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that there isn't there isn't a done. There's,
0: There's not there. a done. I mean, my oldest daughter and her boyfriend—they've been together for years and. I remember like a couple of years, well, I hate it when we have to say pre-COVID, but um, before COVID, we had met, we had met his parents for the first time at Thanksgiving and it was like, okay, well, this is a new experience, you know, and we still haven't met our youngest daughters, boyfriends, parents, and they live right here in our backyard. It's like, okay, why, why is this one taking forever to do? But, you know, it's just, it's those interesting navigations, you know, and then as a parent, you know, of someone who's. Okay, there's probably a, d- a daily basis that you're like i'm coming out to somebody about this you know oh it for never sure
1: it, it never and it, it is really interesting when you know people like local people will be like oh my gosh i didn't know and i'd be like well how did you not know like <laughs> you know what i mean but okay let's we i can talk about it you know right. it's it Here is we really go again.
0: Funny.
1: <clears throat> excuse me it is it's so interesting but i think you know it's that whole like I don't know about you, but I, um, pre, I will say pre Connor's coming out was so afraid to be human just to like, let my like humanness show, right. right. Like there was like this pressure that I, of some ideal that I had created in my head that I was supposed to be as a mom and as a, as a person. And that just blew up. And I am so mm. grateful that that blew up because being able to be just real and who I yep. am to my kids and to everybody else is just, you know, and they love it too. And, you know, it's just this, here I am. (laughs) Right.
0: But that's a beautiful thing. I think that's, and you, you always find this natural space as a podcast to go, Oh, that's a really great space to like bring it full circles. Like here I am. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Here we are. Yeah. Here's Connor. Here's you, here's your, you know, your other children, your husband, Here I am. I'm a dad. I'm almost at some point. I, I I will probably be a grandpa. I'm not pushing that. I I would rather my kids figure that out, you know, but, um, I think at pride season and all season, but because we're right in the middle of pride right now, just realize here you are, Yeah. this is where you're at plain and simple. Does that mean Mm -hmm. you have to do something special? No, does that mm-hmm. mean you get to still keep figuring this out? Absolutely. Does that mean if somebody's treating you like a jerk? Well, then let's figure that out for sure because yeah. you get to be who you are. In fact, there's a, uh, a I'll tell this really quickly before we wrap up because it's such a beautiful story. So when I started P- speaking on PFLAG panels, <clears throat> there was a older gentleman at the time, and he's got to be getting close to now 78, 79, something like that. He was like 70 and he had nobody in his family that was gay he had nobody that okay that's annoying i'm gonna i'm gonna start this over because i don't know why the dryer is buzzing like that so here we go again (laughs) so annoying so i'm gonna share this real quick before we wrap up because i think it's it's a perfect space to go so when i started speaking on t-flag panels there was an older gentleman he's probably close to 78, 79 at this point, but he was 70 years old. And he has nobody in his family that's gay, lesbian, bisexual, nothing. And I was kind of like, well, it's kind of interesting that, you know, I love allies, but I'm like, wow. What, so why? <laughs> and he's like, I, I, just, you know, I felt compelled. I heard about this thing. And he goes, you know, i I really believe everybody, you know, has a right to be who they are. And I always loved how he showed up to speak because he would be on a panel. There was always a parent or an ally a gay, a, a gay per guy, a lesbian, somebody from the transgender community or somebody gender nonconforming, whatever. So I'm going to share this story really quick because I think it ties to this, like just being who you are piece. Um, there's an older guy that spoke with me on PFLAG panels, 70 some years old. And I remember the first time he was like leading and I hadn't, I didn't know him. I just like, hey, he's going to be our ally, right? He gets up, he goes, so, and we're in front of a whole bunch of college students. He goes, so let's just start with this. I have, no, I have no dog in this race. And I'm like, I don't think they get that <laughs> reference, but that's okay, buddy. Um, he goes, but I don't have anybody who's gay, lesbian, trans, any of that. Because here's the one thing I know, and you are going to listen to me. I'm like, oh, okay, he's feisty, right? He's Love telling college students at 77 years old, you are going to listen to me. He goes, <laughs> everybody in this room and all these people up here on these pa- this panel who are my friends, and even you, everybody has one right. To be exactly who they are, as long as you're not an asshole about it. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm just gonna kick back because he he's got this. I don't need to say a word, right? But it was really cool to hear him say that because he goes, "I am who I am, and I don't apologize for it. But I also I'm not going to be a jerk about it. But I'm going to stand up for other people who deserve to be who they are. And every one of these people on this panel gets to be who they are, and nobody else has a right to tell them how to be something else." And nobody has the right to tell you to be something else either. And I just thought that was a really amazing, beautiful way to come into this. This is who I am. Right. Because he was totally unapologetic too. I mean, I love that piece of him. Right, and um, it was so powerful and so cool to see how he navigates though. And I, then I was like, I want to make sure I'm always on the panel with Don because I'm just like, hey, let this old guy just kind of like <laughs> tell it like it is and go down that route and be. be, He was a great setup for the rest of us. So uh, well, I
1: was gonna say that's an easy one to lead or to follow, right? Oh yeah, so that. easy
0: to follow. So. Um, So speaking of following, I hate to say this, but before we follow out of here and go do other stuff in our world real quick, what would be something you'd love to just say to whoever's listening, like anything about their journey or pride or anything that you feel that would really help them like move it forward?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, Well, I think just in line with what you just said, embrace who you are. Mm -hmm. You are beautiful. Exactly. You are Exactly how you were made to be. Yeah. Period. It Mm. is beautiful. Do not let anybody tell you differently.
0: So glad we connected. Me too. I know you and I could just, we could talk all, we could do this all day long. I know. Not because I think we're super great at what we do, but I just love it when we can like have these real conversations. And I hope all of you that are out there listening have a happy pride, but take in and know you are where you are. You're here. You are what you're meant to be. And if, any of you need support or anything, please reach out to either Heather or myself. Um, Heather's website will be available on the show page. It's Chrysalis Mama. Chrysalis Mama. She's got a great podcast. Give a shout out to your podcast real quick so they can listen to that.
1: Absolutely. It's Just Breathe, Parenting mm-hmm. Your LGBTQ Teen. Yep. And um, even if you just need a mom hug, happy to give a virtual mom hug any exactly. day. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you again, friend, for being here and for sharing who you are. And again, everybody, happy pride. Go out, be yourself. Even if you don't go out, be yourself, just be yourself in your own way right now and trust yourself to be exactly who you are. And we'll be back in another week with another episode of Life Uncloseted. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family, another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us